0: Hey, listeners, and a special hey, hi, and hello to all you patrons out there. Remember, the Sci-Fi Side Podcast is sponsored by listeners like you. And for $1, $2, $5 a month, you can support the Wallen family in all of our various projects and endeavors. I want to shout out some patrons right here, right now. Shout out to Melissa Taylor, Tina Deel Uh, Aja Upshire, Ashley Markham Swindle, Bella Joseph, Ida Andarge, Janae Hunter, Rach the Great, Bailey Thomas, Desiree, Grace Newswanger, Nikesha Williams, Ashley, Charlotte Foster, Jamie Simone, Sharonda Gray, and Morgan Z. Baby, we love to see y'all. We're still shouting out patrons from April, y'all, so we're going to eventually get through all of those, but we appreciate all of y'all's support. Now... Oh, oh yeah. Sorry. You can find the link to the Patreon in the episode notes. Okay. So if you're using, you know, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, just scroll on down, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can just scroll on down to those notes and they will be right there. Now let's get started with the show. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Sci, under the Believe Podcast Network. It is indeed a podcast about black science fiction and black fantasy and staying on the same page as a family. Speaking of family, if you hear some sucking sounds in the background, that is me bottle feeding wild. Or me. <laughs> Why would it be you?
1: I like to suck on you.
0: But you're not currently sucking on me, so but I I, might, I think I, might I would sleep, like the listeners I to know that they're not listening to fellatio during this show that is wild uh, we are bribing I just sucked her your,
1: ween- your, your weenus
0: you, you just okay. I'm going to let you talk you want to finish the intro on the show
1: I can never top you
0: Okay, so can I can I finish without you making sex jokes? Can I just intro the damn show? What if it's people's first time listening to this show? They're gonna be like, "What is happening?" Um, today for episode ninety five, we'll be discussing the film Nope, directed by Who Jordan Peele. We love to see it. Um, this is Jordan Peele's third movie. I want to say it because we're gonna do a full series on you know the Jordan Peele cinematic universe. But we watched Nope. It just dropped this weekend. It's starring Daniel Kaluuya, Kiki Palmer, Stephen Yoon. So, before we get into that, hopefully you saw, nope, there will be spoilers throughout the episode. Before we get into that, Ben, how you doing, baby?
1: I'm doing fantastic. Why don't you Uh, tell
0: people what time you came home last night?
1: 11.30.
0: What time did you leave last night?
1: Uh, So, I went and played basketball around 3.30 for about like three hours, and then I was hanging out with uh, a friend who was actually, is your fiance's... Your friend's fiance. So we played basketball, then we went and got some food, and we just it was men talking about their feelings,
0: which is great. Just send one text saying, "Hey, just finished basketball, headed to the bar." Just just one text. It,
1: it, now that we, we didn't have a babe, go to, we didn't go to a bar. We went to a brewery. We got food. I also brought thing, you. Same thing, except I,
0: for just more depressing.
1: I, I, but this one had food, and I brought you back. That sandwich
0: yeah, you can keep your tire sandwich. you send me a text. I want a text message. I, why do you think you'd lose track of time? Why don't we just get our marital issues out right now?
1: Oh because I live in the present and I'm not so concerned with you know the the future and yeah, yeah i'm I'm a person of the present, you know, and I'm not constantly thinking like this or that or that. And when you're constantly concerned, like oh, and, and in my mind, I was like, hey, listen I'm Amber knows that I'm like in Athens. You know, I didn't go anywhere. Athens is a very small town. I was like, if she needs me, she'll call me, which you did. And I called you and said, oh, I, you know, you're not here. I'm going to get a ride home. I was like, okay. What I didn't realize is um, what yeah. I was supposed to say was Wait, don't get up. a ride I home. I had to get
0: a ride home with the baby no, without the car seat. You didn't face. have
1: to. I was 10 minutes away. But <sighs> what I should have picked up on was, oh, you know what? Don't, don't get a ride home. I'll come and pick you up. But you, it seemed mine, I got the impression like, oh no, you're good. You're hanging out.
0: I, I I'm cool with you hanging out. I just I would like just a courtesy text because let's say in some crazy world like you went missing, I would have just I would have said, detective, like I, he's in the basketball courts, and then they're like, well, he's not here. Where did he go after that? I have no clue.
1: Well, I did share my location on my phone. So no, are you talking you about? Didn't. Like, I, I, yeah, my location is always shared with you. But you're saying maybe if um like if i got in, you know abducted by aliens or something Correct. like yes. that yes
0: if you got abducted by aliens i wouldn't even know where to start where the abduction spot was so all i'm saying and i think all that the listeners are saying is like that, that you have a 3 month old and a, a an incredibly successful wife you would think you'd just send a text message saying hey i'm going to be gone for maybe 10 hours and this is where i am that's it.
1: Uh yeah, totally. I will make sure that I tell you when I'm gone for 10 hours next time.
0: Cuz you know if I was gone that long, you'd be like, "What's up? Like, you coming home soon?"
1: Yeah. No, you know, I would have reached out to you. You you didn't reach out to me in the same way that I would have reached out to you.
0: Well, you wouldn't have to cuz when I go out, I'm like having fun with the girls, headed over here.
1: Yeah, you're pretty good at communicating. For me, again, I'm someone who lives more in the present. So, it, it, there's a there's That's, a benefit and there's a non-benefit to that.
0: Okay, so I don't live in the present because I want to uh clearly iterate to you where my where I am and that I'm safe. So I'm so I'm not present because I I'm giving you courtesy updates.
1: Yeah, I I see I see your point now.
0: I think you should say Amber, I love you. Um I'm lucky to be with you. I would be nothing without you, as as the cater to you song would say. My life would be purposeless without you. That's what you need to say to me right now. <laughs> Instead of chewing on that biscotti cookie. Uh, anyway, yeah, I'm I'm not I'm I'm over it. As as you, can I'm
1: say. I'm glad it took you about a, a Finn, sleeping to you get over. No,
0: I don't stay mad for long. Yeah, you don't. Like keep it. Like I know everybody on the internet thinks I'm just like this raging cunt, but. Oh. <laughs> wild bird play right mm-hmm. as I said that. But I, I think, I, I stay mad at you, I mean, the most I've probably ever stayed mad at you is like an hour. But the, the, the typical turnaround time is like five to ten minutes. I'm like, ah, I love them. Who cares? God, your nose hairs are long. That is something to look at.
1: <laughs> uh, talking about facial <laughs> facial features that people don't like, um, Amber and I when. Went to this uh, oh restaurant. God.
0: You tell it. You tell it.
1: <laughs> and this server, this manic server comes up. And it's like, your baby's so cute. And, you know, wild sleeping. And she's like, oh, what, what color eyes does she have? And you're like, oh, brown eyes. She's like, oh. What a bummer. What a bummer. I
0: wish they were blue. And
1: and at this point, it's I'm like, sitting. Bitch, I'm, get the
0: waters, okay? <laughs> that's that's I'm what I I'm sitting
1: here with your your mom, who has brown eyes. You, who has beautiful brown eyes. Both of y'all have beautiful brown eyes. And I'm like, bitch, have you ever heard the song, My Brown Eyed Girl? Like, get out of here. Or it's just
0: like, let's say you did think that. Do you think that now we want to be served by you? No. Because you're disappointed in my child's eye color. I don't even know you.
1: Yeah. And you know what was more offensive, though? Her tattoos. Her tattoos <laughs> were so offensive.
0: Needless to say, we did not eat there immediately. Yeah, we- I was like, mom, you hate sushi, right? Mom was like, "No, I can make it work." I was like, "No, we're, we're out of here." you hate sushi. Why are we even here? Wink, wink, and she wink. was like, "Yeah, I don't like sushi." And so we just immediately left. I mean, even before she made the comment about hating my child's eye color, again, she just met us. She, or I guess, my eye color was the dig there. She was complaining about uh, her last table. So I'm like. At this, she was like, oh my last table gave me a bad review because here's the thing, I didn't get to attend to them because somebody made a fake Instagram my boyfriend, right? So I had to immediately call him. I was like,
1: No prompting. She just Stop. gave this to us.
0: I am not paying to hear your problems. Like, I can't do that, friend. Like, I will listen to people after a certain point. Like, if we have built some trust and you've been a great server and then you finally say, like, honestly, today's been a really rough day for me, so I appreciate y'all's energy. Like, like that's different, but to For us to be like hi, and she's like, "Oh, well, here's what happened." I'm like, "Wait, what?" Like it was like the middle of an improv scene. I was like, "Why are you talking to us about?" And I'm sorry, nobody made a fake Instagram of your boyfriend. Just, just stop. Yeah, right. And And maybe somebody did, but I I
1: honestly don't care. Uh, and i got real quiet because amber there are moments where i am very rude and disrespectful to people when mm-hmm. i feel they're being rude or disrespectful to me so yeah. i was they don't let your ass have it. I was gonna say something like hey can you just uh, can you stop talking and like you know what you're saying is actually pretty racist and i i, I was gonna say something and am- but amber gets like you you get a little um, uncomfortable when I'm confrontational sometimes.
0: Well, especially just somebody who's about to serve us food.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't want to do that. <laughs>
0: like well, um, you, you don't want well, to. Well, I was going to be like, staff.
1: I was going to be like, well, we're leaving right now, and and so I got very and usually I'm super chatty with waiters and waitresses. Like I yeah, am too much. Yeah. Like, what
0: what are your local brews? Because you know Fossil Fields are like that's whole that's or, Ben's whole shtick every time we like, go out to eat.
1: Yeah. It's, it, <laughs> I'm like that Portlandia episode where they try to find the most natural kind of food and they go from one restaurant to another. Oh, it's, it's, that's sort of me. I'm very talkative and I like to know like, where did this coffee come from? Or, or like, is this, is this dessert made in-house or out Yeah, is this your or-
0: local brew? And they're like, it's just, you know, Starbucks, man. It's, it's, like, it's Sam's
1: Club. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not getting it. You know, I'm, you know, I, I tend to be talkative. And so Amber just immediately picked up on my energy. It's nice to be able to hang out with someone who can feel my energy.
0: Yeah. You're not a good room reader, but you have so many strengths that like, I, I was talking to the girls yesterday because while Ben was hanging out all day, which honestly isn't that big of a deal. I was hanging out with some of my childhood friends and they were all just talking about how much they love you. And they like, they're, you know, I, I got to this point in our relationship where people were like, Oh, is Ben coming. And I was like, Excusez moi. Like I, I am the life of the. I am the
1: main. I'm the main
0: attraction, but I'm kind of not, and and I love that. I love that I can because I've dated guys in the past that don't want to be social at events, or and which is hard because I'm very social. So it's really fun, like bringing you around all of my friends and family, and you kind of just like go and talk to them. Like I have to look for you at the end of any party. I'm talking about like with. Close childhood friends of mine. I'm like, where's Ben? They're like, oh, he's in the back talking to my uncle so-and-so. Like, you just go. I love it.
1: Any party with you is an excuse to get away from you. Like, going to any party with you is an excuse to not have to talk to you because you can talk to other people, you know? uh, uh. it's a break it's like a break from you with you going to a party with you
0: (laughs) you know it's kind of like that for me too actually we should keep going to parties
1: people should have breaks with the people that they're having sex with or like they live in close proximity why
0: am i just the person you have sex with did did you just hear yourself
1: yeah yeah well you're not just the person you're like my best friend. I live uh, with you. You're my roommate. Shit. But sometimes you do need breaks from. This. Hell yeah! Yeah, you need breaks. You absolutely need breaks. Uh, talking about breaks, we are in your grandma's home. Uh,
0: yeah, the other day, I remember my friend asking about like, "Oh my god, how is she?" I was like, "Well, she died. She it's died September twenty twenty two. 20, so she's not doing great." <laughs> my friend was like, "Sorry." I was like, "No, it's not. She she was she was cool."
1: Yeah. But we're here because we want to give your parents their house back. Yeah. And speaking of breaks, right. how, how is it like being in the house that your grandma collapsed and died in? Is that like oh weird my for you? God. Like I'm actually you curious.
0: Asked it in a funky way, it's it's not weird for me at all, actually, because you know that was kind of one isolated event, and she lived like a pretty full, like curmudgeon life in this house. So it kind of reminds me of like her doing lottery ticket scratch-offs in the kitchen table mm-hmm. and us watching, like, Judge Judy in the living room and us having Christmas in this room. Yeah, so it's... It, there were it, there were so yeah. many lively moments that, like... I mean, I'm happy that she was able to, like, pass in a a home that, that she had made for herself that was very comfortable for her. So that's kind of how I've made peace with it. And I, I, wish- think, that I, and I think also that my dad loves that we stay here and bring it yeah. to life. Because, you know, there's this a sense of, like when someone dies, just their house is sort of abandoned. And mm. so I, I think she would really love like, oh my God, they're like using their my house to like continue their lives and like continue their interests and passions. And like just looking and seeing that backyard, I just remember I'm like, oh my God, me and Aaron used to like play tag out here and mm. jump on this trampoline that's it's no longer out there. So it, it's it's more like nostalgia and joy than it is like, oh she's not here.
1: Oh that's that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I wrote a list of projects that I'm going to do to sort of bring yeah, this, this house to life. we're
0: going to a fire pit in the Yeah, bed. we're going to do a
1: fire pit. We're going to replace some of the screens. There's like this old abandoned like playhouse that needs to be torn down. It's mm-hmm. got hornet's nest. Um, and there's some old furniture that it's yeah. just not being used. We're going to donate it. So it's cool to like live in this space and sort of, yeah, bring it even yeah. more life and and like
0: Wild never met her, but she yeah, can sort that, of like walk the the space she walks.
1: That makes me so sad. You know, last night we're at the you know we're at this brewery, and we're eating outside, uh, and you know uh, you know uh, the fr- we're talking. So um, I was sort of like treating this friend because uh, he he's about to get married. It's very stressful yeah, when you're to about my to my friend to so your don't, friend. Don't
0: don't get fresh. Yeah,
1: and I'm not and it's <laughs> very and I understood because. It's very stressful, sort of planning a wedding. So yeah, I was like, "Let me." I I did not hate. So I was like, I was like, "I'm going to treat you." Everything, everything is, and uh, everything's on me. So you know, I'm, I'm we're getting food, but they sort of closed and they kept the bar open. So we went. So I would go and get some beers, and there was this older woman, um, maybe like in her, you know, mid sixties or something. She's sitting at the bar, and this is Athens, Georgia. She's very talkative. She's trying to talk with me, and I'm like, I just want my beard to get out and continue talking with my friend. But um, at one point, I could see her teeth, and her voice was like a raspy smoker uh, voice. Very uh, my and her grandma teeth and was, yours, <laughs> yes. And her, her teeth were just very blackened from Ooh. smoke, and it was. And you know, I, I was thinking, like, I, you can't blame her for that because, based on her age, this woman probably grew up. With the Marlboro cartoon camel, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like she was advertised at a young age, and I, and it makes me sad thinking about your grandma who was a chain smoker. My grandma as well. They died in their early seventies, and they just took years off their off their life. My grandma started smoking when she was eight years old, right? Because I mean, the marketing get, was focused towards children at this age, and it makes me so angry. Right? I'd be
0: hard pressed to find a grandma who didn't smoke. Yeah. Like, ex- who who did you marry? Well, What's your story? Because also it was sort of this. Um, I don't know. I think if I was my grandma's age, I would have smoked too. I'm forced to like, not forced, but like the only way I can get a decent job is to marry a man and have, and he has a stable income and he's like cheating on me and hitting on me. Yeah, like you, I need a fucking cigarette. You, like, your,
1: your grandma had a hard life, you know?
0: Yeah. But all of our grandmas, I mean, like, like you said, like women, as well. women couldn't even get a credit card until like the seventies. Yeah. So you're sitting here having to like play june cleaver happy wife feminine mystique to this guy and you're just like ugh. like i mean i'm not just trying to shit on my grandpa but at one point my grandpa had a kid within like seven days of my dad being born with an, like so my grandma and another lady my grandma who was married to my grandpa and they, they were and another polyam- lady they were in a polyamorous relationship like you're having babies on me and we're both in the hospital at the same time like Like, put a condom on. Like, you're just embarrassing me out here. Yeah. And I can't really divorce you because where am I going to work? How am I going to keep the lights on? So I need a a pack of Marble Reds. So that's what they did. Anywho, (laughs) we did see the movie Nope. Uh, But before we get into that, Ben, we got some podcast reviews. For those of you who are like, girl, I ain't give you no money on the Patreon. Like, I'm broke. That's cool. But what you can do if you do love the show and love the content is write an Apple Podcast review. I'm looking at all four cameras here Apple Podcast review. Um, and here is one from Busy Love 2013.
1: Yeah, Busy Love writes, great podcast. I don't even watch or read sci-fi. Yes, this is who the podcast is for. Sci-fi nerds and sci-fi non-nerds. This uh, Busy Love writes, I was first introduced to this adorable couple and their baby wiggles through IG. I discovered they had a podcast and started listening. They are both wicked smart, witty, and funny. I enjoyed their film and book recaps sprinkled in with stories from their everyday lives. This is one of my top four podcasts. Holy shit, that's awesome.
0: That is awesome. Thank you. I don't think we are one of my top four podcasts. So I that do. Is a big, that's a huge compliment. <laughs> <laughs> think about all the podcasts you love to listen to, because Ben likes heavy sci-fi, uh, like no games, no comedy, no anecdotes, just about the texts and movies, kind of sci-fi podcast right ben
1: yeah well you know i was i was thinking that just made me think of uh brent uh brett spiner who plays data um brent spiner he he says he doesn't watch any of his episodes on star trek i mean this is one of the most classic star trek characters so it just makes me think people who make their own sort of content or art it's like people oftentimes. who
0: don't listen like the sound of their own voices and yeah like
1: that. yeah I, I think this is an another level though of like A famous actor not even watching his own films or his own TV show is so funny. And when uh, I was listening to interviews, like, yeah, I don't listen to it because I lived it, you know? (laughs) Right. I
0: loved it. And you remember one time we were taking some friends, like, Ben was, like, the DD for a night, and we got in the car, and you know how you, like, immediately plug up your phone to the charger the bluetooth or whatever and immediately what starts playing is our podcast right so i'm thinking i'm giving ben a second because he's like fumbling with like the keys and the seat belts and getting everybody in safely but maybe like five to ten minutes into the trip A friend of yours was like, are y'all seriously going to make us listen to y'all's podcast the entire ride? Absolutely. Yes, Erica. Yes, yes, Erica. Erica was like, turn off y'all's podcast. I cannot. I was like, yeah, this this looks so pretentious to me. Ben's like, no, but I'm listening to it for quality and whatever. She's like, we are not listening to your podcast. (laughs) Like, my closest friends do not... For the most part, listen to the content, which I love because they're like not caught up in like trying to argue with people in the comments or whatever. But like I have one very close friend of mine. She's like, Amber, you know, I don't watch any of this shit that you create. Like, I- I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm not a fan. I don't care. She's like, us. I'm not doing that. Like, I know you in real life. I have your phone number. I- there is no reason for me to watch your TikTok. I know that you're a shit show. And I cannot say I, I-, I love that more than anything. I, I really do. Anyway, we watched Nope, right, Ben?
1: Yeah, uh, Nope is about a brother and a sister. Brother is played by Dan- Daniel Kaluuya. Uh, OJ Haywood is his character in the in the film, and his sister Kiki Palmer. Uh, her name is Emerald Haywood, and they run a horse ranch outside of Hollywood, outside of LA. And um, their horses are used in films and such. And their father, who is played by the wonderful Keith David, we love Keith David, you know, Tales from the Hood. And uh, he I mean, sort several of... Several things, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, I think Tales from the Hood is something we covered here. Did we cover... Yeah, I think so, yeah. Um. So uh, Keith David is fantastic in here. And he sort of built this dynasty of, like, training horses. And... Uh, Something has started showing up in the sky, and yeah behind a cloud behind a cloud, and it 's a uFO and things are happening that are really weird and meanwhile there's this guy, Ricky who's played by Stephen uh, Young uh, who is trying to buy their 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 horse ranch, and so there's this you know neighborhood drama mixed with a uFO film so um the film by the way, spoilers for everything. But the film starts with, um, you know, I I love the start of this film, but it starts with things falling from the sky. And I was sort of thinking, like, why is things falling from the sky so scary? Like, for example, in The Haunting of Hill House, rocks fall from the sky. And um, in the Bible, you have, you know, fire and brimstone falling from the sky. You have this, this sense of dread when you put weird things falling from the sky. And sometimes good things fall from the sky, like manna from heaven. And so, like, what is this? There's this whole trope of um, that the the sky is this place of, like, judgment and terror. Like, have you ever had something, like, fall out of the sky and hit you? Uh,
0: Okay. I'm laughing because not me, but somebody else. And can I tell a quick story? Yeah, please. Where should I look to tell this story? First of all, to... to not to cut you off for... I thought the opening scene was the the monkey destroying the set. Oh,
1: you're right. Yes, there's... Yes, sorry. So if you're it, watching
0: this on YouTube, you can see my face being like, I'm going to let you finish, but Beyonce had the best album of all time. Yes. Uh, so, but we'll go back to that. Yeah, That's yeah. neither here nor there. I do have a, a following from the Sky story. Yeah, that was story. so weird. Story time. So, I'm going to look at this camera. My father used to be my softball coach in sixth grade or sixth, seventh, eighth grade ish. I can't remember the exact year, but he coached, you know, the, the girls softball rec club and my father, you know, he's, he is pretty mean. So when you, when you, you know, my dad, he's, he's getting nicer cause he's a grandparent, but you, you've seen his wrath once or twice and you're like, interesting. So my father, he takes everything very seriously and he's, just really He's competitive. He's, he's very very, competitive. very competitive. competitive. And so which would be fine if you weren't coaching like six and seventh grade <laughs> girls, right? So I obviously am used to my dad, you know, cussing us out and stuff. And, and, and like, I literally remember one time, like, this fly ball was coming down to this girl in the outfield. And for whatever reason, she just, like, moved to the side to the last minute. And my dad yelled out loud, my dad yelled out loud, it's like the ground moves from beneath her. I was like, Dad, like, you don't have to be an asshole about it. Like, she already feels bad that she dropped the ball. But, like, he would just do this commentary that was just asshole commentary. So one time he had just bitched me out for like striking out or something. And he was so heated about it. I think the game was over and he was cussing me out or one of the other girls. It was just ridiculous. I, I think if this happened now, somebody would definitely would have called. Like,
1: or called they would have filmed it. This would have been, been on They would have filmed it. Star, it went viral. Would've he would have lost the job. Yeah. Uh,
0: 100%. Oh, God. Shout out if your, if your parent ever coached you on a competitive sport. So my dad had just bitched me out or some other girl. And then my dad walked away was like, damn it. So he walks away. And for whatever reason, no, not for whatever reason, a foul ball from another game gets hit into the air. And everybody's yelling like, heads up, heads up. But my dad was still mad in his own fury that he didn't hear it, right?
1: That's judgment.
0: So everybody's yelling like, heads up, heads up. And he doesn't hear it. And this ball hits him, like, right in the chest or belly. Like, it didn't hit his head, but the angle it was coming at, like, hit him right in the chest. And then he falls out and makes a big scene. And I shit you down. I- I'm thinking I'm Matilda at this point. Because I'm like, hmm. <laughs> like, like, serve your right, old-timer. Like, it was the sweetest revenge ever. And he's getting up. He's so mad. He's like, why didn't anybody call it? Why, why didn't anybody say foul ball, foul ball? We're, were, everybody was like, we said it. Like, we, you just, you weren't listening. Like, and then he needed to go get an ice pack, and it was a whole big thing. And I was just, like, hysterically laughing with my teammates. They were like, yo daddy got hit. Like, that's what he get. Like, just any insult that he had ever hurled at us could have been used for him in that moment. Like, keep your eye on the ball. <laughs> like, we were all just like laughing hysterically. So yes, that is my experience with something falling from the sky. You got a story for me? Uh,
1: for for judgment falling from the sky. Uh, no, I just, I think there's this idea that God sits up in the sky, you know, and, and Zeus sits up in the sky. All gods from come from the sky. And this idea, a modern example, Right of judgment coming from this guy is UFOs, right? Yeah. Things Or UAPs. Um,
0: now let's back up. The opening, opening yes, scene, which Jordan Peele always kind of does some sort of, like, I, I really like his signature style. I feel like at this point you could play a Jordan Peele movie and I would know based on how he edits things. Because we we do have, we have editing techniques that people are like, I know that Amber edited this versus whatever, um, you know, because I'm just as good as Jordan Peele, obviously. But he gives you like, he's, he puts you in the middle of a scene and then calls back to that scene much later. Like in Get Out, we saw that when like if you haven't seen Get Out, when Lakeith Stanfield was like thrown in the trunk and then the scene starts. Yeah. So the the very beginning scene is this monkey who is a performing monkey. He he's on TV sitcoms and he's trapped. Like he's something in him like snapped or something. He he had his fill. And so he's uh, like pounding this dead girl's body, like he's attacked her. I don't, I don't know if she's dead, but she's, he's, she's he's knocked dead. her unconscious. There's blood all over the set, so you're just immediately like, ooh, okay, this has something to do with animals. And then we open to the horse scene where things start falling from the sky.
1: Yeah, uh, that by the way, that sort of sets up the theme for the whole rest of the movie, which is about animal exploitation. Yeah, uh, which this sort of refers back to, and um, the. the the main character that we just one of the main characters, uh, Ricky, uh, runs this park, and he was actually a little kid on this scene where this chimpanzee went absolutely um, ape shit, right? Literally, right? (laughs) Literally, you know. uh, Even though, yeah. So and ends up beating people to a pulp, and um, that he sort of loses his childhood star, and now he is trying to you know, get back into the entertainment industry. Yeah, in
0: the form of, like, basically, like, a sideshow rodeo type thing. Yeah. But, yeah, in the beginning scene where things are falling from the sky, they're falling so hard and aggressively that a nickel falls from the sky and, like, goes right through his dad's eye. Yeah. And essentially kills, like, he's rushing to the hospital. There's blood coming out of the front seat. Um, Daniel Kaluuya's character, O.J., he's, like, little O.J., Rush to the hospital, and so his dad dies in that opening scene from some random thing that fell from the sky.
1: And they call um, it like a plane, like a prop plane that was flying over, and yeah, uh, some things assume. had fallen. Yeah, so, you know, some keys, quarters, other knickknacks had fallen out. Um But this is a UFO film, and it made me think of the first, well, the history of UFOs, where before, um I think, like, in the 1950s or so, UFOs or alien uh, abduction stories were all about enlightenment. Like an alien abducts you and you get enlightened. And it's this really beautiful experience. But then Betty and Barney Hill, which was an interracial couple, Barney uh, worked for the NCAA P. Uh, this was up in New N-A-A-C-P. Hampshire. NAACP. You Thank racist. you. NCAA.
0: No. <laughs> N.
1: National Collegiate Association. NAACP. NAACP, sorry. Uh, I'm talking really quickly, and I'm Dave, racist. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but they uh, they have this alien abduction, and it's horrific. And that actually changes the narrative. So UFOs go from these, like, friendly, like, aliens coming here to, like, support us, to now, no, aliens are coming here to fucking kill yeah. us. And um, I, I think I just... Uh, First of all, I don't believe in UFOs, but do you do you actually believe Heck yeah. in like aliens One are here watching movies, us or something?
0: I don't know if they, I mean, I don't think they look like I I believe that there are is life on other planets, like there has to be. But I are they sending
1: like probes here to check us out or
0: Um, it might not be a probe, but I I feel like some of them can like fly from planet to planet and just be like, "Oh, okay." Like it, it might not be as regimented as like a a a plane in the sky but I I feel like something's out there and something has seen us more than one time for sure or if even if they had the technology to like zoom in on earth or something like it might not necessarily be like a UFO but how how can you watch all of this stuff like you love Star Wars you love well Star Wars is a bad example you love Star Trek and not believe that there's like life on another planet
1: Possibly, but why hasn't that life why haven't we been able to commune with that life? I mean it's probably it's maybe so when far Earth is out. like they, collapsed, they call it, they that call will it, happen. Yeah. They call it the Great Silence. Uh the fact that there isn't life everywhere. Like why is that the case? And there's a bunch of different predictions of why that explanations. One of the explanations is that um All living organisms sort of kill themselves or destroy themselves before they develop the technology to, um, you know, travel interstellar, Uh, which sounds like humans, like we might destroy ourselves before we develop that. Oh, you
0: know we will. Um, What was the first like UFO or alien movie that you saw? Was that uh, alien? probably
1: like Independence Day? I was
0: just thinking about that because that definitely rooted the seed of, like, oh, if we find life on another planet, they're bad. Yeah, like, you it's, remember that one malicious. guy who was like, I was basically raped by the aliens. Like, they they sexually abused me or whatever. And you then know? he gets
1: his revenge at the end. Remember, he flies right. the, the plane up in there. Well,
0: they do experiments on us, which makes sense. We would do the same thing with them.
1: So that's so we, d- we have UFOs, we have animal exploitation. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah, because we essentially learn in the film that the alien it's, operates like an animal. The, that's where the two worlds are. So,
1: yeah, up. this is, and this is the invert, this is how we, Jordan Peele often, like, messes with, you know, tropes, and so he's playing with the UFO trope that this UFO is itself the organism, which I thought was so... Yes, that's cool. ...like, exciting, and I was like, oh, like You don't oh, open yeah. it and
0: something, like, and the, like, the little ramp comes down and somebody walks no, off No, of no, no,
1: that, the, this, this is a monster. This is a beast and what, i love
0: that very binty vibes remember when we read Binti and like the ship was alive
1: yeah no yeah this that's a, exactly what this is it's a living ship but this living ship requires food and it sucks up horses humans that's how it consumes yes and uh you they now now you're dealing with the rest of the, the film once they discover this um once um you know OJ Haywood and his sister
0: Emerald yeah uh,
1: Emerald discover this they spend the rest of the film trying to defeat this thing but
0: and like clog it up and yeah
1: but what I found so like disturbing is that their ranch is going under and what we learn is that Ricky has been buying their horses and knowingly feeding this monster um to like create a show to get his fame back. And I was like, why? Like he knows he had an experience with an untamed beast, this chimpanzee in the beginning of the film that literally was triggered and started beating up people and hurting them. Like literally we find out that his co-star, his childhood co-star was beaten so badly. Her face is completely deformed. Yeah, no, she's like, like a paraplegic, yeah. Almost looking like 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 a mummy. She her face yes. looks like a mummy that you would see. And I keep on thinking about how we think that we understand animals. We think right. that they're not alien to us, but I think what this film does is it makes a direct correlation between this chimpanzee and this UFO that is a living organism and it, it makes me think that like you know it can
0: only behave for so long based on the training that yeah. we've given it or we're underestimating or, it sometimes or getting too friendly with it.
1: Or, or you just don't know what's going to trigger it. Right. And it was these balloons that this that started popping that made the chimpanzee lose itself.
0: There's also the scene at the very beginning where, um, you know, like Ben said, the the Haywood family, they have like Hollywood horses. So this horse is mm. um, in a scene in the very beginning, one of their horses, and the horse gets uh, triggered by looking at itself in a mirror and then it like, you know, what is it called? Back kicks or whatever. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, I could see its mirror, and it yes. was triggered. Yep.
0: and that's definitely happened to me at a petting zoo before. I got like back kicked by a camel when I was really young, and these trainers what? like, you don't remember that? I've told you about that. No, you. It's didn't. like a little petting zoo. It's you got kicked like,
1: by a camel. Yes. There's not a lot of people who can say that. It was
0: like a Girl Scout trip, and it and I don't know, maybe I got too close to it or whatever, but it it literally kicked back up. And I don't think I was directly hoofed to the head. But I was on the back end of it, so like its its leg hit me, and I and then I you know you know me I'm <laughs> I'm of the theater, so I I immediately go down. And I'm like, oh my god! But it was enough to scare. It, it was kind of it likened it to the scene with the horse at the beginning of Nope and the makeup lady. Mm. But if she would have went down, it's like I didn't get kicked directly, but I got spooked enough that, to like
1: a horse kick. Kick can can kill you. Heck yeah. Yeah.
0: So the, you know we uh and I remember waking up at home like i am not sure what the interplay was between like getting me for the paid exam, but I was just in such like. I was so scared of this animal. I didn't tell you about that. No, on the Girl Scout trip. No, that's that's okay. This is why we do this this podcast. Yeah, so an an animal anytime could just or it's like that that orca whale that like drowned the trainer because it saw her ponytail and thought it was a game or whatever. that that, I think that was less vicious, but you you just never know that that might even triggered that whale. You know that
1: that whale scalped literally scalped a, a trainer, but also you know Gucci. I love Gucci, right? But at the same time, he is a dog and we think we understand dogs and for the most part we do but you know people will say you know is is gucci friendly i'm like yeah it's like has he bitten anybody and i'll be like well not yet you know like you just don't know yeah, if you and trigger a dog yeah. yeah like what triggers a dog and there are things yes that we can figure out but it makes me think that sometimes we're so obsessed with finding life from outer space that we have life here that we can communicate. And it, it makes me think of that uh, Ted Chiang story, The Great Silence, where he writes about parrots. Literally parrots can communicate. And the, the story is told from the perspective of the parrots, and they're writing a letter to humans being like, we wanted to talk to you, but you wouldn't talk to us back. And I think this this film is sort of having that conversation, like, listen, we don't know our own organisms as well as we think we do, and we should spend time like focusing on learning how to treat them because ultimately, what we learn is that OJ, He used, has
0: learned how to treat them, who, yeah, and he has he, learned like he has triggers. Back up. Yep,
1: he learns how to uh, essentially fight this this monster. And one of the things he does is like like eye contact with this beast triggers it. Um, it doesn't like eating certain kinds of things, and uh, it, it it's sort of I like when you have a monster that can actually be defeated. And then, you know, by the end, they, they do defeat it. Um, I, I don't know. It, it, uh, what do you think about, like, us spending energy, time, interstellar travel when we should maybe be spe- spending more time here, learning our animals here? Um, do, well, do you I still, mean,
0: yeah, I...
1: Do you feel like you understand Gucci?
0: I feel like I understand him to... He, he just looked over here at me. I feel like I understand him to a point, but I definitely, especially as he's aging and changing, um, or like, I, I felt like I really understood Gucci and then the pandemic hit and it was me and him in the house all day long. So going back to the dog park was him. Going back to the dog park for him was very scary. He's like, where are all these people around? Or like I understand Gucci, but then if it's the 4th of July and fireworks are going off, he gets triggered. So I'm I'm more aware of... I think I'm more aware of the the harm that he could cause. And so I'm very conscious of that. But I do know lots of people who are like, yeah, my dog's friendly. I'm like, your dog is the one out here attacking other dogs and humping other dogs. And like, you're, you're just claiming that it's so friendly. So I definitely like understand and have seen when people are like, just naive about their pets. I've been naive about Gucci, definitely.
1: Also when parents are naive about their children. Didn't you show me that video about the uh, the Call of Duty player threatened to use his mom's gun to shoot up yeah. seven people, and then he, her, the mom just was standing there she like, was like defending well, he's
0: him. He's a boy. He's fifteen. It's like he's no. Like the, all of like the school shooters in the past year have been like he fits the profile. He's like bitch.
1: We don't know. And the cops were being so nice to this white woman and her white. they were being
0: firm with her. Like, I'll give them that. But yeah, I think. Well, let's back up a little bit. What were your first impressions of the movie as a whole?
1: I thought it was, uh, I thought the connection of animal exploitation and the way Jordan Peele interweaves like these very personal stories. For example, you know Ricky's story of being this great childhood star who was in a sitcom that basically destroys his career. Right, he can't do anything else after this chimpanzee kill like kills some of his coworkers and maims other ones, and he still sort of lives in that and he's created this narrative for himself. And he, he senses, and I love that. And he also senses like, Oh, I, I know how to work with the unknown. Like this um, monkey was killing his coworkers and beating his coworkers, but didn't attack him. And actually, you know, he says at one point, like we created the explosion fist bump and right before um, the chimpanzee is shot and killed. There's this very terrifying moment where we think the chimpanzee is going to like grab young Ricky, but they give a fist bump. And I thought that. But the suspense, what happened immediately after that? He gets shot. But immediately Not after the, that, the that, Ricky thinks he can train this UFO and and take films of it and sort of sell it and earn back his fame. But so he, what he's doing is he's buying all the horses. Uh, from OJ and then feeding them to this beast, yeah. this monster. Which, by the way, he he tells OJ, he's like, "Yeah, you can buy him back."
0: Yeah, he knows he's not he going to get he him. Can't a get him back? because Ricky's the vil-
1: Ricky is sort of the villain. Ricky kind of is
0: the villain now that I sit here and think about it. The- so going back to my question about the movie as a whole, right? If you're I, like, I,
1: I, I loved it, and I loved specifically loved Rick, Ricky's arc was what really Ricky makes the film for me. I didn't really care so much about the Haywoods, like mm. I like the hey, the brother and sister relationship was it was cute it's you fine, know yeah. kiki palmer does her kiki palmer things like she's high energy she's yeah. sarcastic <laughs> she's a little bit manic it, i really enjoyed that part of her but i think the the way ricky played with the the brother and sister and the way he thought he could get away with training this monster because he got away with Working with a murderous chimpanzee, I think that's what makes the film for me.
0: That so, I would say this because I know there's been some back and forth about Nope. Like I've already seen not not a whole bunch of back, but you know, people discussing a new film. There for me, the movie definitely had some lulls. I know that Jordan Peele is very intentional with everything he does. But in in true Jordan Peele movie form, I think this movie needs another viewing. But the pacing for me was so slow in some areas that I don't want to watch it again. Does that make sense?
1: There was too much horseback riding.
0: There was a lot of just like, why... I was like, some of these scenes could have been cut. The movie was long too. Can you look up the running time of the movie? The movie felt very long. And I remember thinking like... We've gone like 30 to 40 minutes without some suspense like
1: two, two hours and 11 minutes yeah and
0: so, so the movie kind of it, it doesn't follow this like bell curve, right It kind of follows this like it's it's low, low it's almost like um, like it starts high and then at some point the movie kind of dips down and for me that dip down was stayed for about 30 to 40 minutes. And then at one part, I was like, "Oh, this movie is going fast!" Like it, like you remember, like near the end, once we figured out like how to game this alien, the movie is like nonstop, nonstop. Like, a, like, cause but even when they were hatching the plan to figure out how to defeat the alien. I I remember being very confused. I was like, I don't get these car lot things and I don't get this. And and so, and I get it. I don't, I don't have to understand everything, but I feel like us did that same thing. We're going to watch us the movie as well. But there were some things I'm like, I don't want to read a think piece after every time I read a movie. So I I think a couple of times he could have gave the... Like, the audience had to work really hard. And I, and I would consider myself as, like, you know, a mid-level intelligence person. But at some areas, the audience had to work really, really hard to understand what was happening. Or at one point... Um, so there's this other character, please look up his name, Ben. There's this other character who is the like tech guy at this like what what you could like into like a Best Buy and he actually becomes sort of a a secondary character in the story as well and he sets up all their equipment and he kind of already suspects like, "Oh, y'all got some UFO shit going on." Like, I know this kind of equipment. I know the questions that y'all are asking. So he sets up this technology uh, to Angel. Run... Angel. Angel is his real name or his movie name?
1: His movie name, yep.
0: Angel sets up this technology to uh, you know, so that the Haywoods can like have video footage of what's going on, and so they sell it to
1: save their ranch. That's sort of sell it to save the ranch. The, the save the big, ranch. The so they too kind of
0: want to exploit what's happening at their home yeah. just because like they're, they're running out of money. Um, so at one point, Angel's character is like playing the footage and he's like, You see it? You see it? And then, um, OJ's like, Yep, I see it. And I'm like, But as an audience, we don't see it yet. So, like. There are one or two scenes where like I, I think there's this like time lapse of a full day and this cloud is like not moving. But as an audience member, you don't see that the first look. And I remember thinking, surely they're gonna show this scene again now that we as the audience know what we're looking for. And we they didn't. So I'm kind of like, you, you kind of wanna you, you want your audience to do some work, but in some areas, I think I was like, this is taking a little too much work for not that great of a payout. And yeah. so I'm not I'm not like I'm not, you know, damning the movie in any way, but or or at one point, okay, like the movie's called Nope, right? So obviously one or two scenes, they're like, Nope, and it's funny. But by the like the tenth time they're saying nope, I'm like, Okay, we get it. And then Ben made a connection about the movie's title. Go ahead.
1: Well, yeah. Potentially. Let me let me go through a couple of things. So the movie starts off as a mystery. And then by the end of it, it turns into like a monster capture film, where in this case, they're not going to physically capture the monster. They're going to capture it on film and sell it. Uh, This monster, however, sort of disrupts all electricity, cuts off all power. So the only way that they can capture this monster is through using physical, actual reels. And those physical, actual like a reels, camera, yeah, like yeah, an analog. They call them analog, analog instead of digital. And the way you do that is you roll them, like rolling. Roll, or, yeah, yeah, that's where that OG. comes from. <laughs> but those, what you're actually putting inside the film, they're called what? The, the film strips. Yes, and the film strips. Another term for film strips are. Negative, negative, ne- negative, and another That's word for negative you in, is it? They're yeah. called
0: negatives that you put. Yeah, in?
1: yeah. So what you get out of it is called the negative.
0: Which I remember those. Like remember the as reels. a kid, you would like hold them up to the sun. Yeah, and you could, like not the sun, but any sort of light, and you would see those.
1: Yeah, like, and another in a word for, for negative is nope, nope. And so he started dealing with this idea of analog and the way you capture the perfect um, picture. Right, and so this it becomes almost a movie about capturing films and getting that perfect shot. Um, I want to talk about the car lot because because when they move into a, a monster capturing film, they sort of hatch this plan, and the plan is to know how the creature is moving because it hides in the clouds, and the only way they know how it's moving is when it turns off the power. No, I know co- that
0: now. I figured that out eventually with the. I was like, oh, this is how. But as it was happening, it felt very like...
1: I think they wanted to create mystery. They did.
0: You know what It likened it to? I likened it to like... You know, the scenes where, like, Kevin McAllister in Home Alone is, like, setting up the traps. And you're like, I wonder what this trap is going to do in this trap. And then once you see him in in action, you're like, oh, I see now where he's going with this. But I remember, like...
1: That's exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah in, that's a in, great in nope, comparison. I was kind of
0: like, I'm not understanding. And I get that I shouldn't understand where it's going. But even the connection between, like, the chimpanzee and the UFO, honestly, for me, is only coming together in this discussion. And I I remember thinking, like...
1: Because it's not a UFO. You have to, like, understand it. It's an animal. It's, it. an, it's an organism. An it's a living yeah, organism. Exactly. But it is
0: only the practice of watching science fiction and fantasy with you and having those discussions that I understand it. It's a compliment to you, but it's kind of a, a knock at Jordan Peele because, uh, I, I don't know, there's something that... Like, for me, Jordan Peele's best movie was Get Out. Ben disagrees. But Get Out did the perfect balance of, like, appealing to, like, intelligent people and, like, appealing to people that maybe don't watch the horror genre as much. I don't want to call people, like, not intelligent, like, are not well-versed in those horror tropes. So it was the perfect balance of, like... Ah, like here's the deep think piece behind these shirts that they wore in this scene, or a, a, a buck on the wall is what black men used to be called. Like here are those like really nice nuggets of historical information, and here's like Lorel being like T.S. Motherfucking A. I got your yeah. back. It was the perfect blend of like all things that we love in like a good black movie and a, a fantastical movie. So I think for me, Nope was t- uh, there were. It's like, if you wanted us to catch these really amazing nuggets and these lulls, you got to just get rid of some of that fodder Yeah, because I'm not going to catch it if this scene is like 20 minutes, like, like reduce that so we can actually listen to what's happening. They were just like some long shots, tons of dialogue. And I was like, what am I supposed to extrapolate from this? Like my attention span honestly can't hang in there for two hours and 11 minutes, you know, but, but get out was like, boom, okay, a little bow, okay, a little, and I feel like nope was like nothing, 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 go, 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 and it just, something was missed there.
1: The the suspense is essentially all lost once you discover that the UFO is a living organism. For me, the suspense was lost, and then it became more of like a mystery, how are they going to defeat this And there were a few
0: jump scares.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they
0: weren't really contributing to the plot. Like like the little alien kids in the barn. Yeah. I'm like, big picture, how did that really contribute to the plot? Like
1: well it showed that the so Ricky has three kids, they're sort of asshole kids, and they dress up as these little aliens because we find out later later they're sort of selling the idea that there is an alien alien coming visiting their little park. Mm -hmm. And so they go to like mess around with the Haywoods farm. And so I think that created...
0: But you didn't make that connection between those little alien suits and that was Ricky's doing until... Like, that was his merchandising and his costuming until, like, way later. So I remember... You you know, it's it's kind of like if you just walked into a classroom and a teacher started talking, and you're kind of like, I want to listen, but I don't know what I'm listening for. But if you walked Mm. into a room and somebody's like... Today, you're learning calculus. We're starting here. So, there were a couple of, and I know a movie doesn't work like that, but there are a couple of establishing shots and establishing dialogue that would have got us there as an audience. But after that little scene where these kids like played a prank on OJ, I remember thinking, like, yes, that scared me. Well, what was all that for? And this is a scene that's like in the trailer for this movie. Yeah. Like there, I feel like there could have, now there were some great creature feature things with like all of this blood pouring on the house. Like those scenes were like, this is chilling. Visually the creature, the uh, UFO, the living organism, visually stunning. I remember like that taking my breath away. I remember some sensory experiences. The first time we see humans sucked up into the organism, like it was so suffocating and claustrophobic that it really captivated me. Like, I feel like I. Physically could not breathe during that scene. So there are some things that Jordan Peele did masterfully. But I I don't know. I'm talking a lot.
1: No, totally. I think those are fair criticisms. One of the the funniest things about this is that they hire this famous filmmaker to sort of help them get this analog shot. And while they're trying to get this shot, someone from TMZ shows up to also get... The shot. I and, feel like she was
0: just making. She was like, "Get out of here, TMZ." I thought. I thought that was like the insult.
1: No, I. Or was he actually? No, from he's TMZ? actually like. I think we should watch it back. Yeah, but, okay. I think. I think this is uh, they're trying to get this shot and make money. And at one point, because this monster turns off electricity, the guy is riding his electric motorcycle and gets thrown off of it, and is like. Body is like distorted and twisted, and he's like, Get my camera! Like, he all he cares about is like that very one Gen Z energy. Very <laughs> much, yeah. And I thought, you know, he was making this commentary of like, Let's get a selfie, like, who cares about whether we live or die? And it made me think of there are many experiences where people have fallen off cliffs trying to get a certain kind of picture. Heck yeah. Or, oh. um, this one guy, he's known for like making these videos, climb free climbing these, um, uh, this, uh these towers and he fell for you know 400 feet died um just super sad and people doing ridiculous things for that YouTube attention type of thing and I think he was playing with that
0: I was talking to my friends about that yesterday because obviously we are on the internet a lot that when I'm in front of them like face to face like people I really love and care about my phone is away like I remember my sister being like I called you like three times like what are you doing I was like I'm just talking to the people in my face because we are on our phones so so much and like it mostly just needs to be away when we're not and and you see it when you go out you'll see people like be like ah, ah, ah like in the club and then immediately looking at it and scrolling and scrolling it's just like just because you know at this point we do this we're like let's record while we're out here and then like let's put it away we'll post it later well whatever but it's hard it's at this point it's It's something that you have to like consciously talk about because you will be like, I I love watching videos on the internet and then people are like, why are you recording instead of helping the person? I was like, because that's what motherfuckers do. Because that's how you get attention. I think I say all that to say, like, I enjoyed Nope. Do I feel like I should watch it again? I, I just, it just didn't compel me enough to. To give it a second viewing. I know that sounds pretty shitty because I love Jordan Peele and I'm excited for him to continue to create and continue to make, but like he really hit a sweet spot when Get Out first came out. So that's that. Get Out for me is still my favorite Jordan Peele film, and I would probably give Nope about a seven or an eight.
1: It's, I think, one of the best UFO movies I've seen. (laughs) Yes, I I think, like,
0: cinematics were great, and cinematics, what what am I trying to say, cinematography? Cinematography, camera. Like, just think that wide valley shots, and I really loved the uh, older uh, film director, because even he, like, we're laughing at the TMZ guy, but the old film director also died trying to get the shot.
1: Antlers Holst, I think is his name. Yeah, he had a very uh, low voice, uh, one-eyed And he does get the shot, we see the shot that he gets, but he, he dies.
0: But Kiki also got the shot in that little well yeah. picture taker. Um, Kiki did great. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya, he was fine.
1: <laughs> he suffers from anxiety.
0: He does. He does. I think. I mean, he played his character well, but I don't know. Not not my absolute fave, but I'm super glad that we went to see it.
1: Yeah. Absolutely,
0: Angel was the unhung, unsung hero of the movie. Remember when he like screamed out?
1: Yeah, he, he he's going through it. He like just broke up with his girlfriend who hit it hit a pilot episode for the CW. I mean, there's these little like funny things that just ground you in the real world. That are, it's completely worth seeing and also watching the movie theater because at one point the creature sort of. Uh, in the way that a dog's fur stands up when it's getting agitated this creature's body sort of spreads out in this very stunning incredible way yes. check it out totally worth seeing
0: absolutely beautiful I, I like those shots really did remind me of like arrival and um annihilation i was like oh he's in his bag with the with the actual cgi of it all like that stuff was absolutely beautiful
1: so I'm gonna warp yes, it up. Ben,
0: I'm sorry, Ben. With that being said, Ben, I think we've said all that needs to be said, so why don't you warp up the shop?
1: Yeah, in conclusion, uh watching in the movie theater, wear a mask if you go, so you're you know you're in a crowded space, so it's probably better if you wore a mask. Uh, totally worth seeing, and yeah, that's it.
0: Thanks, Ben. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Sci-Fi Sci-Podcast. We will be watching Jordan Peele's Us next week for episode 96 because we're just going to stay in the Jordan Peele verse so we can discuss all of these films because he really is an incredible director. So please watch the movie Us if you haven't seen it and we will see y'all next week for the show. Bye y'all.